1: my head and said thank you oh i said thank you what if i looked at my life in a different way took a little more time to stop and pray
0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in tonight. I am T. Love, your host here at Energy Awareness Radio. I am an energy therapist and certified sound therapist with a private practice in Sussex County, New Jersey, where we are streaming to you live as we do every Wednesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. I need to tell you that Ad Runner is spreading the word about Energy Awareness Radio in a big way here in both Sussex and Morris Counties, New Jersey. My digital ad is running in multiple diners, and the company running those screens is called Ad Runner. And they have screens in various eateries all across New Jersey. The response is huge. Many people have told me that they've seen the ad in the diners that they frequent. So if you're in the area and you're seeking promotions that work for you, Go to their website, adrunner.co, that's A-D-R-U-N-N-E-R dot C-O, so that you can learn more. They're very helpful, and the results have been phenomenal, so go ahead and check them out. Also, for those of you inquiring about my CD, Imagine, it is available for sale on my website, quantumwellness.org. It consists of four tracks, or 70 minutes, of quartz crystal singing bowl healing music, that was recorded without any digital reengineering or remastering whatsoever. It is organic in that what you hear on the CD is exactly what you would hear if you attended one of my live concerts. And the feedback from this CD has been extremely impressive, everything from relieving stress and inducing uninterrupted sleep to reduction or elimination of pain and inflammation to significant, and when I say significant, I mean really big changes in blood tests, and chemotherapy tests and results with cancer. It's been amazing. So I urge you to just go and check it out. I'm passing along the feedback I get, and that feedback is telling me that this CD is apparently doing a whole lot of good for a whole lot of people, and I know you that I tell you I am constantly amazed and I continue to be because of the feedback I receive. So if you're interested, again, go to my website, quantumwellness.org, and scroll down to the video so you can learn more about sound therapy and how it may be able to benefit you or someone you love. Okay, the show this evening. You know, you might have to reconsider everything you've read up until now about healing, consciousness, and our four-dimensional existence here on Earth. My guest this evening is Dr. Eric Pearl. And during the time that he was learning, exploring, and expanding the unique transmodality known today as reconnective healing, he was also gaining new insights into the intelligent energy that is the extraordinary force of creation, the source of healing, and the connection we have to our higher states of being. And those insights came courtesy of Solomon. An extra-dimensional intelligence that speaks through Frederick, who was a former chiropractic patient of Dr. Pearl's, who during chiropractic visits entered into an altered state of consciousness and suddenly began to utter profound and life-altering information, illumination, and wisdom on how we can improve our lives. Now, Dr. Eric Pearl is the author of Solomon Speaks on Reconnecting Your Life. He walked away from one of the most successful chiropractic practices in Los Angeles when he and others started witnessing extraordinary healings. And today, he has become the preeminent authority and acknowledged visionary on a new level of healing and life evolution on this planet. And he has committed himself to sharing the light and information of the reconnective healing process through extensive lectures and seminars about the reconnection. Dr. Pearl has appeared on countless television programs in the US and around the world, including the Dr. Oz Show and CNN. He's spoken by invitation at the United Nations, presented to a full house at Madison Square Garden, and his seminars have been featured in various publications, including the New York Times. So how fortunate are we to have him here joining us? And so good evening, Eric. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. How are you being this evening? I am wonderful, thank you. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. <laughs> where, where, where are you, are you right thought? now? I was just asking okay, you that. I'm so in New Jersey. We're
2: asking each other the same questions, aren't <laughs> yes, we?
0: Well, question. because I heard
2: you say you're you're in New Jersey. Correct. Right? And and yeah. I, oh, and I thought you said good evening and I'm thinking, well, I'm in Toronto, so I'm in the morning, so I don't know how that's well, show. Pre- oh, no, we're in the, the afternoon. Up? I got it. <laughs> My <laughs> clock didn't change its setting, that's it. I'm in Toronto right now, uh, okay. but I'm originally from New Jersey, so I should know the time yeah. there.
0: No, no, and you do. Um, this is a pre-recorded show. You're absolutely right. It is afternoon here. It's 2.07 in the afternoon.
2: <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you have it. It's not a live show. Now everyone's going to know. Oh, well, that's okay. <laughs> I thought it was you know, live
2: in my notes. You know What do I know from anything?
0: Yeah, I know. They don't tell you much, do they?
2: No, they don't. They don't fill me in. They figure the less I know, the better. They throw me onto the airplanes. They wind me up. They point me in a direction. They say, when you get to a stage, move your mouth.
0: Yes, I'm on a need-to-know basis, too. And you know something? It kind of works well for me. So <laughs> it works so, for me, all right, too. And I like to laugh, so that's a good thing. Well, you know, we're here to discuss your most recent book, which you wrote with one of your former patients, Frederick Ponslob. I hope I'm pronouncing that properly. Mm-hmm. And that Absolutely. book at Solomon, Solomon Speaks on Reconnecting Your Life. This was fascinating to me. But before we get into that, I think people don't really know. They've heard of different modalities, but they're not really familiar with what reconnective healing is. So would you mind kind of explaining that?
2: Sure. I think it's best to give them the background of how we got into Solomon, although I will tell you that today um, around the world, reconnective healing is – it's, it's, it's the hallmark of healing internationally. It's the, the, the most known, the most well-known recognized advancement in healing since all of our energy healing techniques because we've been functioning, you know, with Reiki, Jiraj, and Shin, Shigong and new techniques. Everyone's naming XYZ and EFG and one, two, three, and And reconnective healing takes us beyond those energy healing techniques into something that does not require technique at all, doesn't have complicated fear-based rituals or protections, and allows us to bring about healings that tend to be fairly instantaneous and tend to be life-lasting. But I think the best thing to do is let me explain how we wandered into this, how we discovered it. And I think that gives us the, some of the best feeling of what this is, which is that okay. I practiced as a doctor of chiropractic for 12 years in Los Angeles when one night a few strange occurrences took place. I was awakened in the middle of the night by a very bright light. I opened my eyes to see what it was, and it wasn't anything seemingly spiritual or metaphysical. It was simply the lamp next to my bed, for some reason, had um, elected to turn itself on. Now, I'd had that lamp for a good ten years. It it hadn't chosen any other propitious occasion to self-ignite, yet there it was. And at the same time, um, I, I had a very clear feeling, uh, sort of uncomfortable, that I had been being watched in my own home while I was asleep, that someone was watching me. It, it was such a strong feeling that I got up rather bravely with a knife, a can of pepper spray, my Doberman Pinscher, and I went hunting through the house <laughs> to see who I might find. And and by the way, if you've you've ever had a Doberman Pinscher, you would know that they are not the watchdogs people think because my dog was hiding behind my knees as I was trying to come down the stairs and see who might be in the house. But anyway, um, (laughs) I um, walked around for 15, 20 minutes looking behind doors and through hallways and all sorts of things, and I couldn't find anyone, and I finally decided, I guess it had to be my imagination, strong as it felt, And so I should do what any other sane person would do, which is just go back to sleep. So I did. Mm -hmm. But um, let's just say that that Monday when I walked into my office, my patients started reporting very unusual things. First of all, I would adjust my patients chiropractically, finish with them lying on their backs, tell them to close their eyes and relax and allow the adjustment to settle into place, as I always did with them. And when I removed my hands from their body, my hands started clearly feeling sensations. I started feeling sensations in my hands. As I would pull or play with these sensations, my patients' bodies would respond. Their fingers would move up and down, sort of like marionettes. Um, Their arms or their legs would jerk. Their eyes would rapidly dart back and forth. Uh, Tiny, tiny little involuntary muscles on their forehead or their chin, muscles that we could not move intentionally would move in a way that they would appear as if it was water rippling after you dropped a pebble into it. It would pull at their eyebrows, it would pull at their lips. When they opened their eyes, they started telling me the strangest things uh, that, that, that they were feeling not only my hands on them, even though my hands were not on them, but they were feeling other sets of hands on them simultaneously. They were feeling as if someone were in the room watching them They reported seeing colors they'd never seen before, smelling fragrances of flowers they'd never smelled before, and they started reporting healings, real healings. They were demonstrating different things. They were getting up out of wheelchairs. Vision and hearing was returning. Uh, Patients were coming in sometimes later that week with laboratory results showing that their cancer tumors had vanished. Children with cerebral palsy or epilepsy were suddenly able to walk and talk and run and Play and speak, and not require medications, not have seizures, their parents would call, their doctors would call, they'd say, what did you do? I said, I didn't do anything, you don't tell anybody, <laughs> which went over about as big as Nancy Reagan just trying to say no to drugs.
1: <laughs> Soon,
2: people started yeah. coming in from everywhere, going, right, going, I'll have what she had, and the next thing we know, people are asking me to teach this. And I said, teach it? You have got to be crazy. How do you teach something like this? I'm standing here waving my hands in the air, looking, for all intent and purpose, like an idiot. I said, you go outside wave your hands in the air. Let me know what your neighbors have to say about you. But, but my patients kept calling me and saying, you know, I drove home from your office. I drove up in front of my home, and before I could hit the um, the, the button to open the automatic garage door, it started to open and close by itself, or I walked inside, my lamp on my TV started turning itself on and off and on and off i felt sensations in my hands i would hold my hands near someone in my family my grandfather could walk again after the stroke or my uncle regained his hearing and we began to discover right then and there that once we interact with this new more comprehensive spectrum of healing that science today refers to as the reconnective healing spectrum once we interact with this It takes us beyond just the energy we've previously been able to access here on Earth into a spectrum of new levels of coherent light and informational exchange that the scientists say they haven't seen here before that seems to allow us not only to access our own healings, but to facilitate healings for others, not healings, you know, that necessarily just happen, have to happen slowly and over time, but healings that tend to be fairly instantaneous and tend to be lifelong.
0: It is fascinating
2: because... The beginning. Mm
0: -hmm. It's absolutely fascinating because I, I started doing Reiki 20 years ago. And since that time, it has evolved into something else, but I don't give it a name. And when I read your book, I thought, good, I'm not alone, because a lot of the things in your book are happening with me. And I thought, okay, there, I know there's, there's access to other things, and I know our abilities are limitless, but I also know it's not our abilities. We're just accessing a source that is allowing us to be a conduit. And many times, people will introduce me to an audience as a healer, and I immediately clarify that, and I tell them, look, I'm not a healer. I have never healed anybody or cured anyone. I never will. No one on the planet does. I am just a conduit, and I believe each and every one of us heals ourselves, but you need the conduit if you can't do it yourself because you're not accessing that particular space in order to bring it in. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I think we just need a little bit of assistance to get the process going. And that's where someone like me as a facilitator comes into play. And there's a, book, a line in your book right. that reads, there is an energy that comes organically from your own life force. And I laughed when I read it, <laughs> and I thought, oh, good, it really isn't just me thinking this, you know? And no, I wonder, no. Yeah. <laughs> do you think more there's people are old... coming to understand it and believe that they are able to heal themselves? Well, here,
2: here's the thing. There's the old and there's the new. Um, And there actually is something that's newly accessible now, but we haven't been allowing ourselves to access fully what's always been accessible yet. And we can only access the new once we allow ourselves to receive what's already been here. So here comes the trick. So, uh, for instance, you said, do you think people are allowing themselves to believe that now? It doesn't have to do with belief any longer when we step into the new. It had to require faith, hope, and belief before because we were dealing with energy, and energy is a subset of this healing spectrum. But today, it doesn't require that. We're no longer limited to being a conduit. We actually become a a catalyst by our very presence. So if you're, uh, let's say you're sitting at a desk right now during this interview. If you place um, a a book on your desk, the desk will catch the book. And the book, I can promise you, doesn't believe in the desk, because the desk, simply Hmm. is. And this is a new level of healing that simply is. The way the scientists explain, because I said to them, how could you say that this is new? I mean, what a bold statement. And they said it's really simple if we just understand two basic concepts that that we now know today through quantum physics, which is, A, we're four-dimensional beings. We are height, width, depth, and time. Now, you know, when you and I went to school, we were taught that we were three-dimensional, height, width, and depth. Mm Einstein had been telling us that we're four-dimensional since the 1950s, and in the year 2000, science formally accepted it. So in quantum physics, they often illustrate this concept, this understanding of our existence as a bubble. They say, imagine this vast, huge, endless, multidimensional universe, and then within this huge, endless, multidimensional universe, visualize a small bubble, and our existence is within that tiny little bubble. The wall or the cell of that bubble, or if you want to visualize it as a balloon or a bubble, whatever you want, is comprised of height, width, depth, and time. And the interior, everything that's inside of that bubble, just as we've always learned here, has been energy. So when we've been focusing in on our energy healing techniques, we've been focusing in on a subset of that energy, Reiki is one subset of that energy. Shigong is mm-hmm. another. Jin Shen and Jurei, Alpha, Beta, Delta, Gamma, whatever we want to call them, are different subsets of energy. So the first gift you've already started to access by letting go of the technique. And that's our first thing we have to do. We have to recognize mm-hmm. that our techniques have been like training wheels on a bicycle, but we're not here to master the bicycle with training wheels We're here to master the bicycle. We're not here to master our energy healing techniques. We're here to master healing. So the first gift that we have is to remove the training wheels, to master the bicycle, to transcend the techniques, to receive the full gift of the technique and to access healing. And that's what you've been doing as you've been letting go of your Reiki techniques. You've been accessing more of the energy that wasn't just limited to the Reiki energy. And pretty Mm -hmm. soon, we access the entirety of the energy that's been here within our bubble. That's step one. That's a gift we've always had access to. But once we allow ourselves to step out of the, I'll call it ego, of technique. I do this technique. I've learned that technique. I'm a master. I'm a grandmaster. Once we transcend the technique itself, we access the entirety of the energy We are now stepping into a realm that is present here for us for the first time, which has to do with the understanding of one simple thing. Time is moving faster. Now, time is not Mm -hmm. moving faster just in a linear fashion, like from point A to point B. Time is actually moving faster in all directions at once. In other words, time is expanding. It's opening up. And since time is a component of our little bubble or balloon in this huge, vast, endless universe, then our bubble or balloon is expanding. It's becoming larger and larger. Now, if you continue to blow air into a balloon as it becomes larger and larger, the balloon itself actually becomes thinner. It becomes more transparent. It becomes more permeable. So what's been inside gets to interact with what's been outside for the first time. In other words, as the balloon begins to disappear... What we're really doing is we are allowing time to disappear, and we are recognizing today that time is an illusion, so our consciousness in allowing time to disappear allows us to access what's been outside of our balloon that hasn't been here before. It's been timeless, existing outside of our balloon of time, but not old. But because we can access it for the first time now in this existence, it is new here for us, new levels of light and information. So we don't have the, the need to focus in on techniques of energy, and we don't have the limitation of just energy. We're bringing in levels of light that are highly coherent, allowing for these instantaneous healings today. Light used to be a concept for us. You know, we used to think, oh, spiritual people think of themselves as light, and that was as far as it went. But we know... We now know from the work of Dr. Fritz Popp in Germany, for example, and others, that the DNA in each of our cells emits measurable levels of light, that when our health is diminishing, that light seems to be measurably dimming. When our health is coming back up, that light level is coming back up. And when we access the reconnective healing spectrum, we vibrate at higher levels of light. And what happens when we do that, is that densities, things heavier than light, including our health challenges, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, career challenges, love, life challenges, have very little left to hold on to because they can't hold on to that light. That Light won't support that density. So these challenges in our life simply fall away. And if we get nothing else from this, let's understand these next two statements, which are A, Healing is just that simple. And B, Mm -hmm. anything more complicated than that, anything more complicated than that, techniques, rituals, crystals, pyramid hats, imaginary zippers, anything (laughs) more complicated than that is designed to sell us something. But it's not so much the object of the ritual that it's selling us. It's selling us on the fear. It's selling us on the illusion, because fear is an illusion, that we are less than abundantly enough And it's giving us the gift of the challenge for us to become so fed up with our fears, frustrated at our imagined illusions, that we finally open our eyes and allow ourselves to recognize that we have all along been abundantly enough. We are no longer even just limited to being a conduit for healing, but our expanded consciousness allows us to become a catalyst for healing, where we bring together the vibration of our essence with the essence of the person with whom we interact and the essence of call it God, call it love, call it Allah, call it the intelligence of the universe. It doesn't care if we call it Helen. And when these three vibrate together, we get a greater vibration of unity and oneness. And this is our human evolution and expansion, not as if I have an opinion on the subject, of course.
0: (laughs) you i could listen to you all day this is seriously this is so fascinating to me because i resonate with so much of it i people will ask me t will you teach these people how to do reiki and it's like i don't even remember how to do reiki anymore okay it's evolved over time i'm not doing reiki i'm not doing quantum touch i'm not doing healing touch i'm it's, doing something i don't have a name for and you know
2: right. <laughs> So and it's just kind of haven't evolved healing has evolved but for us to step into the evolution of it, we have to step out of those limited approaches of the concept mm-hmm. of technique.
0: And I think it hit me when – it's funny, earlier you were saying, you know, you walked into rooms and lights would go – I walk by my microwave and it goes on. My Bluetooth is not plugged in where it should be and yet it goes on across the room and I never even use the stupid Bluetooth. It's just there in case I need, need it when I travel. And, you know, things just go on, they go off, I'll come home, and I'll walk in, and something will kick on, a light will kick on that doesn't normally do that, and I'll think, okay, yeah, my energy's really strong today, it's coming through loud and clear, you know, and I know that that's what it is, and I, I just go with it, because... It is what it is, and I know that, okay, well, you know, next patient that comes in, yay. (laughs) You know, they're going to get it real strong or something. But it's interesting in that people will want to be taught this, and, and I've just backed away from I mean, I did teach people Reiki before, and I'm like, no, I'm backing away from that. My work is not to teach. My work right now is just to do, and I can't even begin to figure out how to put something together or what to call it, so I'm not going to. And then when I read your book, it was like, oh, okay, this is is a technique that is not a technique. It's kind of what I'm doing. And I thought, wow, this is very interesting. And the way that you explained it was really easy for everyone to understand. I can't stress that enough because... People don't get it, and they want to have the information and try to understand it. And you, you did that just beautifully. So kudos to you. Thank you. And we're,
2: and we're not losing. Thank you. We're not losing, Rick. Some people go, oh, uh, uh, is Dr. Pearl saying that this is better than Reiki um, and, or that I have to give up my Reiki? No, we're not losing it. It's not better than and it's not different than It's inclusive of and more expansive because we are here for our evolution and expansion. So the energy, the the Reiki energy is included in this. The Shigong and the Jinshin and the Jure and all the different techniques you mentioned and everything, the energies are included in this expansive um, tapestry spectrum of energy, light, and information. The gift, part of the exciting part, is we can now access it fully without having to utilize the complex techniques, the steps, the rituals, the fear-based protections, because every, every action we take, every, every thought we have, every consciousness, that we move, every decision we make, comes from one of two places, in essence. It either comes from fear, lack, limitation, the illusion of separation, um, the, uh, the, uh, the illusion of darkness, the, the need for control, the, the ego of judgment, or it comes from love, light, prosperity, abundance, oneness, unity, freedom, uh, non-judgment. And we cannot give a gift that we are unwilling to accept ourselves. We cannot stand in fear protecting ourselves in a white flame and a purple flame and a gold flame and a chartreuse flame and a plaid flame and pulling up make-believe zippers and wearing pyramid hats and all of these things. We cannot stand in fear doing these things and facilitate healings that don't reside there. They reside in love. We cannot stand in lack and limitation adding crystals and wands and pendants that bring in frequencies from other Dimensions. Uh, as, as we do that, we're announcing that we're less than 100% ourselves, and we have to become more. We can't stand in that lack and limitation, and facilitate healings that reside in the abundance, the abundance of us being 100%, being being more than enough. We we cannot stand in the need for control, moving things clockwise. And, counterclockwise, north, south, east, west, bringing this percentage of energies from here and this percentage from there, and facilitate healings that reside in the freedom, which includes the freedom of us being willing to become not the doer, but instead the observer and the observed, the witness and the witness, the seer and the seen, and to observe without judgment, to recognize not from the need of control that we should open a healing door and shove the person through, But from the freedom of saying and recognizing our role is to open a door and the other person's role is to find the courage to choose to step through that door because when we Mm -hmm. try to direct and determine the outcome of the healings according to our limited conscious human-educated minds, even though it may be well-intentioned on our part, we're telling the universe what should come about According to the limitations of what we believe is possible consciously and more insidiously subconsciously, but when we're willing to observe, we find a greater gift comes along as we get to witness the perfect orchestrations of the healing. By the universe. As a matter of fact, you know, you're, you, I have to tell you, too, you're a lot of fun. I wish you were up here in Toronto. We're giving a seminar this weekend. I wish weekend.
0: I was too. I really do.
1: We're not that far away. We're not that far away from you. Um,
2: to tell you the truth, we're pretty darn close. You should jump on this yeah. plane because here's what we here here here's here's what we do at the seminars, which is I think is good for your people to hear. Um, Normally when we teach a seminar, it's given um, three hours on a Friday night, um, like from 7 to 10. We talk about the history of the work, the theory, the philosophy, the, the science. We give everyone an opportunity for you to feel this in your hands. And we bring people up from the audience to give live demonstrations of the healing so you can witness the instantaneous reality of this, maybe even on yourself or on someone that you know. But Saturday and Sunday, for instance, here in Toronto, this Saturday and Sunday, the 9th and the 10th, is a real working seminar. I warn people, and I use that word warn intentionally. Don't come. Don't come if you think. We're all going to sit around, hold hands, om, sing kumbaya, my Lord, wave (laughs) crystals, burn incense. It ain't going to happen that way. This really is my personality, and I don't get prettier. I'm very focused. I give a straight, Mm -hmm. clear, clean demonstration of the healing from the stage. And then let's say, Chi, that you were attending the seminar. You might then will go to the massage tables. You would stand at the head of a massage table. Someone else would lie down on your massage table. We will show you how to access, how to find, how to feel these frequencies, and as you do that, you will witness And we will walk around, uh, teaching assistants and I, to to work with each of you. We'll take your hands so you're able to do this and show you. And you will witness, you will observe right in front of your very eyes, that person on your table go into involuntary movements of their bodies, whether it's eyes rapidly darting back and forth, fingers moving, legs jerking. Then we'll show you how to fine-tune it in, how how to uh, – there's a word I'm looking for I can't find, but how to – increase the intensity of it, you'll see their movements become larger and stronger. Then we'll go back to the chairs, talk about what we learn, have some Q&A, some philosophy, some science discussion, demonstrate a new level of the healing, go back to the tables again. And we'll continue this pattern through Saturday and Sunday. But by the end of Sunday, if you're there, I can pretty much make you two promises, which are A, you will be able to do anything and everything in the way of healing that I can do, and B, you will be able to do anything and everything in the way of healing that any human being anywhere on this planet can do, whether they were raised by monks in a cave in a mountaintop and fed fed grains of seed, each one blessed by his own individual llama, or whether they moved to a church deep in Brazil and changed their otherwise perfectly good family name to of God. Because it doesn't matter the stories anymore. What matters today is that we transcend the stories that we demystify and simplify the healing process so it's clear and transparent and second nature for each and every one of us. And as I said, you'll be able to do anything and everything in the way of healing that I can do and anyone can do on this planet, but will you actually do it? It depends on one thing. It depends on whether or not or the degree to which we are willing to transcend the techniques, the control mechanisms the protections, the rituals, the additions, and recognize that we are not here to do the healings. We are here to become the healings. Just like when you take a lit candle to light another candle to light another candle, you never see that flame doing anything. It's not doing a technique, it's not protecting itself, it's not taking darkness on, it's not becoming weaker, it's simply standing in the truth and integrity, the essence, the purity, of what it is, and by doing so, it simply inspires the next flame to ignite and the next and the next. And by us allowing ourselves to become the healing, to become that light, we find without doing anything, we bring about the highest inspiration to inspire others to become their own healings and therefore to carry that light onto the planet.
0: You know, it, it is amazing and fascinating and, and so wonderful to hear you speak because you speak to this so well. You obviously know the subject matter. You know what you're doing. It is um I'm so no, actually, that I'm
2: you, just a, I'm just a fill in today. The the real speaker wasn't <laughs> able to be here, and I had to study up on my notes.
0: <laughs> you did a good job in a short amount of time. Kudos Thank again. It. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> you know, I'm so glad you brought up the protection thing because I don't know how many times people have said to me who are Reiki masters or whatever, and I don't. I'm just like, yeah, it's not really whatever it is I'm doing. I'm doing, you know. I don't have a name for it, and I'll say, they'll say to me, "You don't ever protect yourself, you know. You need to protect yourself." And I just laugh from because what? I'll say, "From what? Yeah, ask them I've from said what?" what? You are bringing in energy that is directly from love. You can't get hurt. You're filling yourself up with it. You're not going to catch anything. Aren't you afraid you're going to catch cancer? What if you get there, this, that, or the other thing? Oh, my God, that is so prevalent it isn't even funny. And I wish people would understand you are not protecting yourself from anything. If anything, when you do that, you're putting up resistance to allowing yourself to be the conduit you need to be.
2: Precisely. When you bring protection into the equation you are bringing one thing and one thing only into it you're bringing in fear now you can manifest the results that you fear people who take things on manifest those things for themselves the results that they fear, but but they don't but these manifestations don't exist of their own and they're just creations of the people that if they allow themselves to recognize that they're the light they won't take on you know it's sort of like it, it, it it's like this, you know, where, where like, like one technique, for example, teaches that after the healing session and during, throughout the healing session and after, you, you, every time you, you work around the person, you continue to shake negative energy off into a bowl of salt water. Now, it should be salt water because, you see, if it's just water, it'll catch <laughs> negative energy, but the negative energy could escape. But if you put salt in it, the salt breaks it up so it can't get out of the bowl, But just in case some gets on you, you keep a spray bottle of alcohol nearby and spray yourself off. And in case that's not enough, you do apple cider vinegar soaks twice a week. And the reality is, if you're working, just as you said in the healing process, you're working with the love, the light, the beauty of healing. It's like if you climb, if there's any residue left over on you, it's the residue of that beauty, that perfection of the healing. Just like when you climb out of bed from that one Special person in your life and whose arms you've been embraced or you've had your legs intertwined all night long And you decide that you're going to go downstairs early on a Sunday and work on a project and You're going to allow them to sleep a little longer You're not going to wake them up You're quietly setting up your little table downstairs and you reach across the table for something and you breathe in And you catch the scent that beautiful scent of their body, of their skin, still on your skin. And you re-experience that warmth, you know, and you feel your heart is still snuggled with them in that bed. And tell me, do you really feel like reaching for a spray bottle of alcohol to get rid
0: of it? Sorry, but it's really funny because you know why it's funny? Because when I learned Reiki 20 years ago, I did all that. That's what they taught you. You had to take a salt Uh bath once a week to get rid of the negative energy. And if you got the salt, the Dead Sea salt, it was even better because it was from Israel. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. really? Okay. You know, make sure you pay money for that. So I did all of that stuff, and I had—I never worked with crystals on people, but I've had crystals in the room. And to tell you the truth, they're still there because they're pretty. But I look at them and I think, ah, well, whatever. They're (laughs) pretty, you know. They're pretty, pretty, pretty.
2: geodes. I, I still have them in my room, too, because they're pretty. Buy them yeah. for the art. Buy them, feel the vibration of them, and that's wonderful. But our cells have liquid crystal and wall structures around them. They will perfectly recreate and manifest whatever crystal vibration that we need without us having to vest who the truth of who we are, into external objects, it's time for us to come home, take it back inside, and,
1: mm-hmm. and,
2: and come home. This, this is what it's well, all about. You know, we're teaching a few more seminars this year. As I said, we're teaching one this weekend uh, here in Toronto. But the English-speaking seminars that we're giving, we're giving one more in London, November 20 through. 22 through 24. We're giving one in Sydney, Australia, November 29 through December 1. We're giving one in Spanish and English in Mexico City, December 6 through 8. And I realize we've been talking and talking and talking about the healing, and, and I love this work. Haven't even oh, you do. touched mm-hmm. Solomon information. And we don't have to touch Solomon this time. We could always do another interview, or I could bring us into it a little bit because I think it's important.
0: I think it's important too, and, and I'd love to do another interview that's just about Solomon because this is going so well, and we only have we don't have much time left, so we can finish this off, and I will set up another one for Solomon because I love sure. it, and I love the book Solomon. And what happened with me is I read the Reconnection, and then I read Solomon, and then I went back and read the Reconnection again. Now I had already read it twice because it said to do that, and I take direction well, so. I do what I'm told. I was the good little kid. you know. Just do it. Just do it, okay? So I read it twice. I read Solomon, and then I went back and read it again. And the more you read it, the more that you get. But I went to your site, and I'm like, damn, why doesn't he have any in, like, New Jersey or New York? Because I want to take this seminar. I, I feel I need to. And I think I do a good job at what I do. I've had people come in showing me x-rays and MRIs and I said I don't need to see that just get on the table a half hour later they leave they go to the hospital the next day for surgery and all of a sudden they don't have cancer okay that's very cool you know I know I didn't do it, but I do believe the energy did it. So I know that it's there. I just want to fine-tune it, and I can only do that. I'm, I'm a very good with work-on-hands type of person. Reading the book was great, and it helped me, but I do want to take your classes. So do you have online all the information about what's coming up next year?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's on, everything's on. Uh, well, I don't know. It's, it's not. We haven't entirely made solid next year's schedule i don't know if it's online yet or not it might be you know just like the book is called the reconnection it's called the reconnection yeah. you love this, heal yourself the website is the com, and you can check the schedule online you just have to include the word the the com, yeah. and it lets us know where we are but you know one of the things i teach the people also is not to diagnose and this is very difficult because a lot yeah. of people's egos are involved with diagnosing. And, and I just had this conversation with someone last night who could not understand that he was diagnosing. He says, no, I'm not diagnosing because I'm, I'm not a medical doctor. I said, I said, medical doctors use diagnosis. Diagnosis is not a word that exists only within medicine. And unfortunately, in the healing field, we don't have any good healing model so we've been following a medical model of diagnosis. But we do it in different ways. We might not send them to a laboratory for blood work, for instance. Instead, maybe we hold a pendulum over them and look for where the pendulum starts to spin differently. Or we muscle test them or O-ring them. Or we ask our guides where the problem is. That is diagnosis. Or we're medical intuitives. Nothing feeds the ego more than being to say, oh, I'm a medical intuitive. I can't help it. I just find the problem. But what do you do when you find the problem? You then try to address the problem. And uh, you'll remember I mentioned um, a movie in the book, In the Reconnection, with Ellen Burson called Resurrection. And yeah. in that film, in that film, Ellen Burson's character was a, a woman who had um, had a life after death experience. And when she returned, she had found that she was a healer. She had healing abilities. And she was about to facilitate, which is a word I love that you use also, to facilitate a healing on another woman who was unable to walk. And just before she began that healing facilitation, a very friendly, well-intentioned neighborhood or country doctor came up to her, called her aside, and and said to her, listen, don't get your hopes up about the healing on this particular woman you're about to work on. I've seen her x-rays. She has total degeneration of her third, fourth, and fifth lumbar spine, so don't expect much. And Ellen Burson's character responded by saying, Well, Doc, I haven't seen those X rays. So I am one step ahead of you. (laughs) And hear the beauty in that. The the less you know, if you're if you're a medical doctor, you're probably negligent if you don't diagnose and treat according to the diagnosis. At at the highest level of healing, you're negligent if you do diagnose because the less we know about the person coming to see us, the better off that person is because the less likely we are to limit and interfere with the healing process according to what we believe is or may not be possible. But when we stop focusing on the result and instead focus on just being in the beauty of the healing process itself, we allow the universe to illustrate healing so beautiful that I say if you're lucky, and I know lucky is not a popular word in the metaphysical
1: Mm -hmm. community, but I don't
2: really care because it makes its point here. If you're lucky, you'll (laughs) receive the healing you come in intending. But if you're truly, truly, exquisitely fortunate, you'll receive a healing you haven't even dreamed of, one that God, love, and the universe has designed specifically and uniquely just for you.
0: And, you know, it's interesting you should say that because people will come in and they'll say, okay, let me tell you what's going on, and I'll say, no, please don't. And they'll like, say, what do you mean? I said, I don't need to know. Just get on the table. Mm-hmm. They get on the table. I work on them. And then they'll say, what did you get? And I'll be like, what do you mean? What did I get? And they'll say, what did you get? What did you find? Yeah. I'm not finding anything. I'm not going looking. I am just, if you know, I'm administering this energy to you. Your body is healing. Well, you know, can you fix my leg? Can you fix this? Can, this is highly intelligent energy. It knows where to go. It knows what to do. Way more than I That's do. Beautiful. I am not trying to do that, you know. And they just kind of laugh and they'll say, okay, I guess, okay, and they'll walk away. And, but they feel better, and they know they feel better at some level. And, you know, sometimes it's not instantaneous, but sometimes something happens, and they'll, one woman came in, she was a radiological oncology nurse, and she said her leg had been inflamed for six months. And I said, six months? Why, why do not you go to a doctor? You know, you're a nurse. And she said, I know, you can fix this, though, right? And I said, oh, you know I don't fix. She said, yeah, you can fix it. I have faith in you. So I did my thing. next day she calls me up and she says, T, I can put my foot in my shoe. I said, oh, good for you. And she goes, no, I haven't been able to do that for six months. And I said, well, that's great. She says, you did it. I said, no, see, this is what you don't get. You did it. I just am the doorman. I open the door, you decide to walk through. I'm a doorman. That's what I do. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> and have people, tell, I have to go ahead. People just don't get that. They don't get it. You no. know. And I want people to read your book because then they'll get it maybe. <laughs>
2: Well, and I'm thrilled that you are saying these things. I'm going to tell you right now, you are eons ahead in your consciousness than most people out there in the healing world. And I'm saying that truly from my truth of listening to you. I am so really enjoying having a conversation with someone who gets it instead of someone who defends where we've been because where we've been has not been bad you know what you've learned in reiki has not been bad the people no i needed to start somewhere right and they've been the training wheels but they have to come off and the people who are selling us the pyramid hats and the special crystals and the amulet protect us from electromagnetic frequencies and all these things they're not bad either because I believe that when we leave this lifetime and we all return to that life that we come from and we all see each other, we're going to hug them, thank them, and bless them and say, thank you for playing your role so beautifully. You brought me to such a state of fear, lack of consciousness, of limitation that I needed to get to. You made that hurdle so big that I finally realized I couldn't live my life that way. I had to jump the hurdle and with the gift I gained from jumping over that hurdle of fear that you so beautifully created for me was I was able to step into the recognition of the love that I am. We need these things. Fear serves a purpose for many of us to learn different things, and we're not making fun of the people who are taking our money to teach us these techniques and sell us these things. They are serving a purpose for us. As we said before, everything comes from fear or love, but the reality is fear and love aren't necessarily unrelated Because what is fear really except the fear of not being loved, which then becomes Mm -hmm. the fear of not being loved itself. And since the essence of our very existence is love, then it's really the fear of not existing because we are about love here. We are here to discover and step into our joy, our light, and to share that with others, and some of us step into it automatically, and some of us say, I'm willing to learn by jumping over that high hurdle of fear to discover who I am.
0: And, and we all need to do that, and I think it's really coming into its own now, and people are becoming more and more aware that, that we are products of love. We are love. We, this is a, we're energy, but we're love energy. And that's exactly what we exude, and that's what you put out there. And people will say to me, "Well, Key, your last name is Love, so you know you'd play the role well." Well, I, I try to play the role well because when I was walking down the aisle, I thought, what in the hell am I doing? <laughs> like, how am I going to uh... live up to this name? You know, it was very scary to me. And I've tried to live up to the name and to try to just put love out there and, and teach people, you are of love. You are made of love. So there are no mistakes. There is nothing that you do that is wrong. We're all here to learn. We just need to learn together and understand. And don't dismiss something just because you don't understand it. It wasn't all that long ago that the world was black. <laughs> and people that's are amazed right. by that. It's, and it wasn't that long ago. I don't have a magic phone, but all these people with these magic phones, they're running around with these magic phones playing games and doing stuff, and they do all kinds of tricks, you know. And, and I'm thinking the day that a magic phone is invented that cleans the house and does the laundry, that's when I'll buy a magic phone. So far that hasn't happened. <laughs> but, you know, they, yeah. we didn't have that. We didn't have that ten years ago. I'm, we didn't have it five years ago.
2: For one that, yeah, I'm holding out for one that also cleans the windows while you're at it.
0: Yeah, might as well, because, hey, you know, dream, dream big, right? Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, my gosh, I
0: can't believe this, Eric. We are almost at the top of the hour, but I would love it if you would tell everyone how they can learn more about you, your work, purchasing your book, Solomon Speaks on Reconnecting Your Life, as well as the reconnection. You know, just give us a little bit of information sure. so that we can thank uh, you. Well, first of you. all,
2: okay, how many minutes do we have?
0: We have about five.
2: Oh, great, okay, so let's start this way. First of all, the first book is called The Reconnection, Heal Others, Heal Yourself. Obviously, Amazon, to me, is the easiest place to buy books today. It's hard to find, you know, living, breathing bookstores. Uh, The Reconnection basically tells you about how reconnective healing came about, the science, the philosophy, and it includes a basic how-to, how to do reconnective healing. Now, I want you to understand it's a basic how-to to do it, for yourself, for your friends, for your family. It's like reading a book on hairstyling or dentistry. You'll take better care of your own hair and teeth than your family's hair and teeth, but you cannot say that you're a dentist or a hairstylist until you right. learn one-on-one. And the book, The Reconnection, allows us to access this level of of healing for a personal level. If you really want to become a practitioner, it's very important. You learn one-on-one under the guidance, supervision, conversation, you know, of of an organized, structured seminar. I think that's very, very important. And it allows us to access this greater level of healing by transcending our techniques to bring about healings that are fairly instantaneous and tend to be life-lasting. Now, the other book. And by the way, the reconnection is already in about 39 languages. The second book is in about 20-some languages. It's called Solomon Speaks on Reconnecting Your Life, and it allows us to access a deeper truth, an essence, a part of who we are. So as we become fuller expressions of life here on Earth, we become fuller, greater instruments. For bringing about the healings. If, if we have another minute, I'll read you one little excerpt from the book. Go right ahead. Okay. There's a lot that needs to be said in various ways. We understand ourselves in a limited fashion, and we need to carry this understanding as a life process. It is the unveiling of a multifaceted force within our life. We need to peel away the exterior ...so that that internal being shines through to those with whom we interact. This eternal soul that resides within our framework is being covered up in many ways by our fears and apprehensions... Our soul wants to fight its way through this, but we keep our soul cloistered so that we remain feeling safe because it feels a danger for many to reveal their soul to other people. It's the most vulnerable that we become. And in our work, that is what we need to do. We need to unveil our soul. It is not a simple process, and the stripping away of ego is an eternal process. This selflessness that must shine through the being that can reach in without interference Once that pure force shines through without it being refracted by various mindsets, it will flow in a more direct manner. Once you allow your soul, that eagless purity, to come through, that is almost a common denominator in that it has the ability to automatically fuse with the frequency of the person you're working with. So your job in this process, in this plane, is to strip away the defense, strip away the mind, strip away the techniques, the control mechanisms that you have in this plane, let them go. Let them be part of an exterior that has nothing to do with you and present that soul in the room, for it will automatically do the work. That energy is the common universal language of the cosmos. It is understood immediately, and it is felt intrinsically.
0: Oh, Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. This hour is over. I really am. I'm having a blast. I love you. I, I, can't, I just can't say that enough. Thank you so much, Eric, for joining me tonight. It's been interesting, informative, enjoyable, fun. We've had a great time and we've got to say goodbye, but could you just stay on the line a couple of minutes? I'm going to put you in the green room sure. and, and we can talk just a little bit. Thank you so much. On Absolutely. behalf of everyone here at Energy Awareness Radio, I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. Go ahead and check out thereconnection.com. thereconnection.com. You've got to check this out please don't forget to follow me on twitter at nrg aware radio i am your host t love here at energy awareness radio intending you and yours a most wonderful week remember living from your heart is quite easy you need only give thanks to do so take care and stay well
1: coffee cup, I said, thank you, thank you. What if I looked at the day and the hours ahead, and before I moved forward, I bowed my head and said, thank you. Oh, I said, thank you. everything that I had. I could smile and somehow still be glad and say thank you, thank you. Cause life is joy, life is pain, but the prayer on my heart will never change. I'll say